Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Giddy up. Hey, what's up? Good morning, brother. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Yeah, so a couple episodes in a row. You got a mic what, thing going on I over know, there. What's going on with this? Hey, yo, yo. It's flying away. Um, a couple of, uh, episodes ago, man, I was really sick. Yeah. Um, so now I'm over that. Yeah, good. I'm, good. I'm just really tired. Good. You know, I thought we could play Silver Dot <laughs> Coffee Trivia at one yeah. point because uh, a couple be episodes to ago, you hey, told we me you- should do it live. Yeah. You told me you outed yourself. I did. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Brian, I said my last name a couple episodes ago. I know. <clears throat> there are flags on the field. I was so emphatic in the moment. Oh, I was reliving something. Yeah, you were reliving and something. And I didn't filter it out. I, I did it. In the moment. I, I know did, you did. I did it early did. on. So, did but the, we don't uh, feds, edit. Did, did the feds show up? Uh, not yet. Not yet. All right. Well, then I must be okay. But I, I tried to sick. get on a plane, and they said something about no fly. I don't know. I, I, no, there's another reason for that. <laughs> In fact, the prior episode, I, I'm, did you ever tell this story? Oh, about getting kicked out of Vegas? Yeah, I mean, yeah. literally kicked out of Vegas. Who does so, that? So I was just in Vegas to see you two at the Sphere. And, and he uh, sent, you sent me a text. <laughs> no, said they still had your wanted poster at the airport. <laughs> they're using facial recognition. They said, Mike. How do you get kicked out of Vegas? Well, you know, they. they I mean, I watched that movie Hangover. Yeah, I know. I mean, you can do some crazy apparently stuff Apparently, when in it's Vegas. checkout time in your room. You can't stay an extended seventy-two hours and just drink. That like like you'd never leave your room. They. I thought you were allowed to do. I thought that was common practice. No, seventy-two hours. Apparently, there's something magical about uh, seventy-two, 72 hours. hours. So the seventy-one hours, okay. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you still get the bottles brought by room service at hour seventy-one, but not at seventy-two. Hey, any uh, housekeeping before nah, we jump into our table for no, three? No, I, f- I forget all our our. our yeah. Social reach media out stuff. though. Reach out. We reach love out when somewhere. people reach out. Yeah, reach out somewhere. Podcast at Soberdack Coffee, right? Definitely. That's definitely one place yeah. to reach email. out. That's email podcast right. at Soberdack Coffee. Or Instagram, Sober Coffee Pod. We're on uh, at Stay Sober Today on Twitter right. or X. Whatever. And if you're a reader, read our blogs. They're under writers. Oh my gosh. Me, you know what? You don't toot, toot your own horn, but man, on our website, Sober.Coffee. And it's not sober.coffee.com.net. It's sober.coffee, right? And so it'll catch on Sunday. Trust me. Um, Everyone's going to do it. Yeah. So we have all the shows on there. We have a resource room. So when we talk about stuff, it pops up in the resource room, right? Right. Reference. Right. Um, And then we have the blogs or writings. You don't call them blogs. Writings. Writings. Right? I'm not sure what the difference is, but I'm telling you, there's some real meat and potatoes in there. Stuff that... You know, I mean, I hear from people, they're like, man, that that, that stuff changed my life. Yeah, so I, pr- I appreciate you doing that, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's cathartic, you know. You, you get it out on so, paper. So and- it's not written by chat GPT. No, never. Uh, we, we did one. I, one time I, I, I asked chat GPT how to get sober. Uh-huh. And... Uh, and it came back. So I did one blog on that, but but it came back with five recommendations, and AA was at the top of its list. So, well, so the only thing was, that worked for me. So sad. So hey, listen, we got a table for three today. I know, I man, am, we're we're we're, we're kind of being ignorant. Not, I, I'm still. I didn't even set the timer yet. <laughs> like we ever, like we ever follow it. <laughs> Glenn hates the timer. Right. Well, it's just ridiculous because we never follow it. I mean, uh, why why turn it on? 
I mean, the thing beeps at 18 minutes, and we just keep on talking for another 20. <laughs> what does it matter? I know, right? I well, love you, man. I you, love you, too. You, you so rock. listen, we got a table for three today. All right. Elizabeth, hello. Good morning. Hey, Elizabeth. Oh, man, I'm so excited to in have you. In the studio. Here. Yeah, in Not studio. Yeah. Zoom, in the studio. No, but though when she talks, I'm going to make like a crackling Zoom talk, like, you know, sound like... <laughs> <laughs> That's how you sound on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, right. So glad to have you here this morning. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. So we, um, uh, you know, we we frequent the same meetings. Seven a.m. Why do we go to seven a.m. meetings? I mean, way to start. The I day. know why I do. What? Let me ask you. I'll, I, I, it is a great way to start the day. But what made you start going to seven a.m. meetings? I mean, that's just like that's serious stuff. Uh, it worked for me. Yeah. Um, I when I came into the rooms, um, you know, the seven a.m. saved my life. Yeah. Um, I found what it, I was looking for. And that's and, something. Uh, I get to go to those meetings. Was it your first meeting oh, ever? A seven a.m. meeting? No, or, it was no. not. I okay. went to the Thanksgiving Elkathon. Uh, was the first time oh. I went into which year? Mokina Fellowship. Uh, it was twenty twenty two. November of 2022. Oh. Mm -hmm. So I've been in 7 a.m.s. I, I see there recently. <laughs> that's only because you go more often than I do. Um, but, I mean, I've gone to 7 a.m.s for, uh, I can't remember, 2008? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> They're a great way to start the day. I mean, mm -hmm. look, I used to great start meeting. the day people. with a bottle on my lips. Me you too. Know? And so if I could do that, I can certainly get in the car and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and head over to a meeting, which is... Somewhat more productive. Different way to start the day. Yeah, yeah. just a little bit. Just a little mm -hmm. bit. So so how long have you been sober now? Um, in uh, January 20th is my sober date. All right. So, uh, January 20th days, of 11 what? 11 months of 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Give me bumps, man. Yes. Way to go. Almost coming up. Yes. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and that, this will actually drop right in that period, right in that same time zone. So, yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's fantastic. So yeah, yeah. I know. I was um, on, on social media. Did you follow people on social media? Of, um, sober people? Sober people. I do, yeah. some. I follow so, you guys. Oh, there you go. <laughs> mm -hmm. I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> but no, there, there's this one There's one real famous so, so, sober guy, and he's like, hey, man, in two months, I'll have six years. And, you know, I feel about that. So I dropped in, you know, caused quite a stir. I'm like, you know, hey, man, in 11 and a half years, I'll have 20. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, man. And, mm -hmm. you know, you know, and I'm judging here and I apologize. But mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think I think if, if in in almost six years you haven't learned that, yeah. you haven't paying attention. Yeah. Right. You just count for today. You just live for mm -hmm. today. For you count today. for today. Yeah. It's all we have, really. But in 11 and a half years, I'll have 20 years sober. <laughs> all right. I'll get you a chip. <laughs> come, on. come on, man. That's awesome. That's I'll get awesome. you an almost 20-year chip. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, 11 months and plus, right? Coming up in 11 months. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, you're such an inspiration because you do come in with a bounce in your step. Absolutely. And uh, it, it, it seems to me that, and people said this. Sometimes about me. Sometimes they said I was a little over my skis. But sometimes Still they said, are. man, how do you get all this stuff? Well, because I pay attention. I'm like a sponge mm -hmm. to what's going on. And mm -hmm. I think I think you are too. You're just a sponge to what's going on. And uh, and yes. it's very inspirational. Well, thank you. Uh, when I finally started to listen, you yeah. know, to to the rooms. Right. When I first But you listen kind of quickly. 
Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it took me a while to listen. Yeah, it did. It took me a couple months. Yeah. You know, I came in in November, and mm-hmm. uh, my sober date is January 20th, so mm-hmm. uh, it took a little while. Right. But when I started to listen to all of you, right. um, it really changed my life. Right. So yeah. I'm sitting here kind of surprised because, you know, I mean, I've, I don't know, I've seen you in 10 meetings maybe. Um, yeah, when I just think quality, I mean, I thought you would have had 20 years sober. Know. You know, mm-hmm. just the way you oh, interact. Almost. And, Mm-hmm. Six yeah. months. In about 20 years. 19 years. years. That's yeah. right. 19 in years and one and a half months, right? <laughs> yeah. God. No, really. I mean, just have yeah, a, a, just a great presence and, and just quality is, I mean, just how just how you interact and, and things you say. And I, I, I get value out of them and I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, so I'm, do, I'm, I'm surprised. So do our sponsees. How many so, sponsees you have? I have one. Yes. I, have a, I work with a wonderful woman. What's um, his name? About oh. two months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm very blessed. Uh, when I came into the rooms, if it wasn't for all of you um, sharing what you had with me, you know, it's inspiring. And I wanted desperately what you had. Right. And uh, I was willing to do anything to, to do it. And that right. meant showing up and, and listening and participating. Um, I've spoken a few times mm-hmm. um, and it's um, changed my life. Um, and I won't give up what I have now. Right. I, I, I won't go back. So I did what you said. Take a bath in AA, they say. Yeah. And, um, it's a, I haven't heard that line in a long time. That's mm-hmm. a good one. I haven't either. Take a bath in AA. So let's rewind the clock a bit. I mean, what, what was so bad about life? I mean, you see. You <laughs> well, seem I was to, wondering that too until she's like, well, I was drinking at 7 a.m. also. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, yes, right. Yes. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your story and, and uh, what, how you got to this point of transformation. All right. Um, well, you know, my parents um, married pretty young. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forest Park is where I was born, uh, West Side. Um, and they're both very witty, smart alcoholics, mm-hmm. you know. Um, they married young and had three kids in three and a half years and divorced uh, in less than 10. Um, when they divorced, we moved to Florida. And my mom uh, married a, another alcoholic, my stepfather. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it was uh, unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, it was there was a lot of um, you know turmoil and uh, physical and emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. A lot of drinking, mm-hmm. a lot. Um, but my brother and sister and I, we you know we had each other, right. and uh, you know I always said I would never be like them. Yeah, right. You know, I really something. did. Yeah. And um, yeah, you know I was good in school. You know, uh, played sports, but you know I had good friends. Their parents, you know, saw what was going on at home. I spent a lot of time with my uh, very best friend. She's an only child. Mm. And, um, yeah, uh, started high school. I, you know, had some trauma there. And mm. things changed. I became very scared. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, fear. And, fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. fear. Fear, fear, fear. Of everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I later found out I was, you know, afraid to even live, afraid to be myself. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I'd become a chameleon because if I could make oh. things good at home mm-hmm. um, and, you know, not cause any waves, yeah. uh, roll with the punches, if you will, right. you know, change in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I adapted to doing that. and wow. um, Which wasn't your true north. <clears throat> no, you know, it's, it, it's not. I'm, um, you know, I, I definitely am a people person at school uh, up until roughly freshman year. Um, it was a social butterfly, you know, I mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, very much um, 
you know, I, I loved school. It was an escape. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a happy place for me. So you really excelled cheerleaders, student council, uh, I did sports. student council. I did soccer. Soccer, no yeah. Right. Oh. but yeah. Oh, so you, instead mm -hmm. of instead of getting the crowd all, you were knocking people over on the soccer field. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we loved it. There was a group of us. Um, oh, that's great. Four of us that were on the boys team for a few years. Okay. And yeah, it was it was wonderful. I had a core group of friends. I went all through school since Excellent. kindergarten. Okay. With, um, and you know, I started, I, I was sexually assaulted in, uh, when I was 15 <laughs> mm. and that's what really, uh, catapulted me uh, into myself. Um, I started smoking weed a lot, even though it didn't really agree with me. It gave mm -hmm. me anxiety, but it was mm. an escape. It was something different. Um, I didn't want to think or be me anymore. I started skipping school a lot. Mm. And, um, so I, I wasn't, I didn't graduate with my class. Um, and I started working in like the restaurant industry mm -hmm. and that was uh, perfect for me. You know, I could smile True. on your face and then go behind closed doors and, you know, talk poorly of you and, right. you know, um, anything to not uh, be myself or draw attention, you mm -hmm. know, to me. And that industry really, um, I excelled in it because, mm -hmm. you know, you, you work cash, go out all night, drink. Sure. You don't start at 7 a.m., no, you know, sleep right, in, do it all right, over again. Yeah. And, um, you know, my early 20s. Sounds appealing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, I wanted to do something different. Uh, my sister, had, she had left home immediately after sure. graduation. She and, escaped. Mm -hmm, escaped to Chicago, mm -hmm. up here to mm -hmm. Park. And um, my brother, after high school, went to culinary school, um, mm -hmm. became a chef. Uh, he moved back up to Illinois as well, Chicago. Okay. Uh, did his externship up here. Um, I had a very codependent relationship with my mother. Mm -hmm. um, I got a DUI at 19. Oh, good morning. You know, of course, it wasn't my fault, you know. Um, Never. Yeah. Uh, later on in life, you know, I lied so much about what occurred that night. Um, later you on almost in life, bought it. Mm-hmm. I did. You bought you, but you I believed did. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I started a new job about seven months ago um, through a wonderful uh, person th that I met in the program. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to do a background check, oh, and it all came back to me, oh. mm -hmm, hit and run, um, leaving the scene of a crime. Oh. I had a felony, but, you know, it was dropped down. But, but those are all things that, yeah. you know, I had lied so much about to myself and to mm. others. I, you know, I bought it. Yeah. Um, so I decided I, I wanted to move to Chicago as well. My brother mm -hmm. had moved to, back to Florida. Um, my mom was moving up here as well. Mm -hmm. And like I said, very codependent. She's an alcoholic and an addict. Right. Um, and... So we moved up here, and about five months in, uh, you know, police came to our door. My uh, brother had been murdered oh. in in Florida. It oh. was a uh, spring break. Mm. It was actually two individuals from from Chicago, from from mm. Bridgeview, mm. and um, that changed, you know, everything. Of course, yeah. um, we were very close. You know, yeah. we used to come home, and and whoever was home first, we would say, you know, what kind of mood is she in? Right, know, right, sure, you know, sure, So we can get a heads up on, you know, what, yeah. what well, to, yeah. uh, what to yeah. do or say, you know, with my mom, you know, right. whether she was drinking blackout or, you know, hungover, you know. Um, so that, you know, and my mother then sunk deeper, sure you know, did. into yeah. pills and yeah. um, alcohol. Okay. Um, so it, it became a point in my life that I started to hate God, you mm -hmm. know. Um, so I had... You know, nothing really to live for or to um, to count on, you know. Right. And uh, I was still working in uh, the restaurant bartending industry, worked downtown. Um, and I did this for a number of years. Um, and Just repetitive, same old thing, same old same thing, thing, every, same thing every same day. Same thing over and over again. I, I, I lost um, a job for, 
for drinking on the job mm-hmm. with customers. And um, you're, you're, of you're working in a you're working in a bar. Mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah. would think that you could drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of late nights and yeah. sleeping in. Thought you get promoted over that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it wasn't frowned upon. That's for sure. Um, and then I, you know, I wanted to do again something different. You know, this is a few years of of progressive mm-hmm. drinking. You know, it hadn't become the mornings yet, but it right. was every day, mm-hmm. every single day, and. Um, you know, not just a couple beers, but um, so I decided to go back to school. And wow. um, yeah, I, I went downtown, Harold Washington. I uh, worked full time. Uh, I started working uh, for a tour company in the office there for my mother. Mm-hmm. Again, very codependent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I did that for a couple years, full time school, um, full time working. And I started um, drinking vodka. Um, and at the end, uh, when I was getting my associates, um, at the very end, um, I started drinking vodka in my big gulps and bringing it to my night classes. Right. And, um, within about two years, I started, uh, taking Vicodin, uh, Norco's and became addicted heavily. Mm. And that really catapulted, um, <clears throat> me. I would, uh, wake up and, and take pills every day. Um, and then... Um, drink. You know, I had a set routine. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, three o'clock, I'd stop taking the pills, so I'd have some more for tomorrow, and um, rookie start drinking. Yeah, I, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I scramble in the morning for yeah for more. Yeah, so did my mom. She would yeah. always know yeah, I, I had I, some and ask me for yeah, it. Yeah, I'd always run out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, I was working at this job, and um, you know, addiction's expensive. Yeah, it is. Uh, so we started, uh, you know, stealing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, padding the books is the nice way of saying it, right. but stealing from sure. this company. Right. Um, after a few years, uh, three years of this, uh, and my coworkers knew, um, this company uh, had a lot of alcoholics, uh, a lot of transient people, because mm-hmm. it was seasonal. Mm-hmm. Um, people that, you right. know, not a lot of pay, wouldn't cause a wave, wouldn't go on unemployment in the winter. You know, right. I worked there year round, but, um, yeah, it, it became um, evident to my bosses. Um, I wasn't caught. You know, my mother was. We were both fired, and I lied about it. Um, I told a whole story of how the company closed and um, sold that to everybody. At this point, I'd moved to Westmont, to mm-hmm. the west suburbs, mm-hmm. um, and I was in the depths of the, the, the pill addiction. Um, I was going to school out there. I transferred to College of DuPage, mm-hmm. and I was failing. You know, I was getting C's, and so, you can't mm-hmm. see your way through it. And, you, and this is somebody who excelled in school. Uh, yeah, class, yeah, I, I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, you know, when I was going downtown, um, you know, I did, I did excel still. But then, after uh, the combination of the pills and the alcohol, um, you know, I couldn't. I, I, it's hard I, to have a level game at that point. Oh yeah, sure I, I, I couldn't. Um, <clears throat> keep anything you know uh nothing stayed uh i would read and you know it was like i never read it at all um so i uh after a few semesters of having to retake advanced a and p um because you can't get c's you know i um i stopped going um and eventually moved out to the suburbs still um uh trying to um get off the pills which was Tough. catapulted yep. yeah uh my drinking in the mornings mm-hmm. um so gotcha. i substituted that for um for the pills and you know those detoxes were rough rough, yeah. rough. and uh so i started drinking uh in the mornings um i would toss and turn in bed for a few hours before i, mm-hmm. I went for you know the, the drinks 
And that became my life for um, quite a few years, hiding it. You know, I was a very good liar. I hid it very well, very well. I hid it around my house. Um, I had a routine. I was obsessed. I had a very strict routine of how to get rid of them. How I, I, I was uh, not lazy with uh, my drinking. I made sure I hid it well and lied to everybody. Um, yeah. Except my, you know, my sister. She, she, she could tell. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, it, it, you know, it was a combination deal with my mom and I. You know, my my sister who got married started having children, um, and every holiday, every party, every occasion, you know, I would drive my mother. It was a, a tag team, yeah. you know. So that stress and that anxiety that she had to endure, you know, silently sure. for years, uh, finally came out. And um, she said to me, you are an alcoholic and you need AA. Now, she had done Al-Anon. Okay. Um, early on, she'd done therapy, still does, oh. you know, and she had, you know, tried for years to get me. What was your response? Um, the typical alcoholic. You, you're forget full of you. shit. Forget you. Forget yeah, you. Right, right, no, right. I'm not. No, uh, I'm not. I'm just drinking mimosas at noon. That's right. I haven't been drinking since 6 a.m. That's right. Um and uh, I didn't speak to her for about four months. Sure. Mm. And uh, at this point, I was uh, off the pills. I had uh, ended up in the hospital. Um, I tore my esophagus and my stomach liner. You know, my hair was falling out. My nails were you falling were off. You were a master. What's that called? Isn't it called like varices or yeah, when, when the, your, mm -hmm. your esophagus yeah, falls esophagus, apart? Yeah. 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 You yeah. were a mess, girl. You yeah. were a mess. Yeah. And I, I again, lied. You know, right. so I told everybody it was bleeding ulcers, which, right. you know, it was, sure. I did have ulcers. Yeah, but... Right. Um, you know, I spent five days Silver Cross and, um, you know, scared my sister, but, you know, lied. And um, I, I, I that's when I got off the pills, but the drinking was just accelerated even more, which I didn't think possible. Yeah, right. um, I was spending probably 30 bucks a day on alcohol. Um, and I did the finances, so uh, even though I didn't go into debt, I had to maneuver a lot of things yeah. and bills were late. Mm -hmm. um, so my sister then, uh, after this... Um, about a, a, a year and a half, uh, this one, she, she told me you're an alcoholic. And um, so I cut her out of my life. Sure. You know, I stopped uh, talking yeah. to her. Who are you to tell me? Yeah, oh, right. yeah, you're yeah. wrong. And, 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 I, and I knew she was right. I knew I was an alcoholic right. since mm -hmm. I was probably about 19, right. you know. Um, and I um, heard her words every morning when I woke up, mm. you know, after, you know, feeling all that guilt and shame. You wake up, you know, I, I would think... You know, what did I make for dinner last night that I normally wouldn't eat? Mm -hmm. But that would be my first way to uh, remember, to try to piece together the night before. If I could just remember God, what I remember I how painful that, that was. Mm -hmm. God, I'm mm -hmm. glad I don't have to do it anymore. You know, looking at your phone. You yeah. know, oh, my God. I yeah, right. yeah, I started Who'd to I isolate so severely that um, I stopped the drunken texts and calls yeah. for a couple years before mm -hmm. I quit. Um, because I was so, um, you know, I, I didn't think I was hurting anybody else, and I was. Yeah. You know, I absolutely, I wasn't there for my friends and family through yeah, their right. good times and bad times. Yeah. And um, I'd cut really everybody out of my life. Mm -hmm. And um, so after about four months, um, you know, I just had enough. I had terrible thoughts. I thought, you know, uh, people would be better off without me. My mm -hmm. family, my friends, yeah. um, my husband uh, would be better off without me. And that's that really scared me, yeah. you know. Uh, a few times uh, on, you know, Xanax and alcohol, I had uh, taken too many purposefully twice mm -hmm. uh, in my uh, late 20s and early 30s. Oh, yeah. Those were isolated. Yeah. Um, but I started to have those thoughts and I knew I needed help. Right. So I, you know, started looking um, 
for AA meetings. So, so was there a particular moment in a particular morning where you said, I'm going to go to an AA meeting or did it just kind of end up on your outlook calendar and you, and you went? Um, well, there was one morning that I, I, I'll never forget that I had gone downstairs, gotten out of bed. Uh, you know, I had the alcohol already for me. You know, I knew how to crack these strong yes, seals. drinks. Yeah. And um, I sat down on the couch and uh, in the dark and uh, the second one in, I remember smiling, just this evil smile of here it goes, feeling the, the alcohol, yeah. you know, the shaking stopped. You know, I, I, shake, I shook, shook, you know, yeah. oh, I, I couldn't, you know, I, I, you know, I would give money to the uh, or swipe my card at the gas station that opened, started selling at 6 a.m. And then think, how can they not see my hands, yeah. you know, uh, the dry heaving. And uh, so when the drinks would, I would finally feel that type of um you know release uh, i remember just smiling this evil smile and i i just had this feeling of just i can't do this anymore because it, it was it was scary it was it had it had uh overtaken my whole life right. uh I had never been someone, I didn't go a day without drinking, um, but I was one of those people, I'll quit tomorrow. Yeah, and I'll right. quit tomorrow. Oh, mm -hmm. sure. I'll quit tomorrow. <clears throat> My favorite and, word, tomorrow. Yeah, mm -hmm. And started all over again. Um, if I didn't have alcohol in the house, which was rare, um, I would go, you know, as soon yeah. as I could to the gas station. So you, so you, so you have this moment on the couch, mm -hmm. and then you say, and you've got the seat of AA in the back of your head mm -hmm. because you knew of it. And and then you just trudged out one day and just boldly walked into a meeting. Yeah, a few days later, um, you know, I had uh, six different meetings, and um, you know, I was still drinking, mm -hmm. and sure. uh, went to um, St. Edmunds uh, in Joliet, and it was the first one I ever walked into. Um, people were very nice. I did not say it was my first meeting. Were you, you know, drunk? I, Good call. Oh, I was drunk. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And by uh, the way, see, way, to, way to go undercover. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah they couldn't smell me <laughs> That's a right. mile away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we think we're so yeah. smart. Oh, we got it all yeah. figured out. Yeah, I left the alcohol in the uh, car, so of yeah. course, you well, know, I'm not nice. drinking. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah, I lied, but, you know, a mission. And, um, I did three of those, and there was a couple that ran the meeting. It was a Tuesday night meeting, uh, Steel City, and uh, they gave me a book my second time. And this is uh, was it blue? Yes, it was blue, uh, and it was That's one the of right theirs. Book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it was. It was a used book. It wasn't brand new. Yeah. And uh, I said I didn't have any money, and they said just come back. And um, so I, I had a few. I'd written down a few places, and Mokina Fellowship was on there, and it was close to my home. Right. Um, this was close to Thanksgiving, <clears throat> pardon me, and um, I thought it was a meeting, and I went in, and it was their Alcathon, where oh. they have the doors open. Mm. Uh, so I walked in with my blue book, and um, there were wonderful people there that didn't judge me, and um, I spoke to some of them. I was drunk. Yeah. Um, I left, you know, because it, it was an Alcathon, so it was people milling around. I, I was shocked. I didn't know what was going on. Right. Um, saw you know people laughing um like, what's that yeah oh i saw it was so funny yeah i felt safe when i went in there but i didn't really? think i'd ever Ooh, be I a love, part of i love that right. yeah i felt safe i instantly felt safe when i went in there but i thought um i thought i'd always be on the uh, outside i'd never be with them um because i didn't know what was ahead of me you know i hadn't had a sober day in years years um 
I so, would venture so to say how many, over a decade. How many of these meetings did it take before you had a sober day? Ah, uh, quite a few. Uh-huh. I I went to one day five meetings in one day, uh-huh. still drinking. Still drinking. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, about two months in, I went every day. I went to different meetings, not just at the fellowship, but um, everywhere. Yeah, uh, I went back to Juliet. I, I did all over, um, and uh, I even took notes. I had a little spiral book that I took these drunken notes that I kept that book. I, you know, scribbled things down, but I wasn't listening. Right. I wasn't listening. I I listened. Uh, a little bit about the 12 steps and I remember looking at them and thinking oh number three that'll never be me because I had a, a, a deep <coughs> right, disdain sure you, you know um, I guess uh, it was easy for me to channel my anger and rage uh, at the things I had done and you know I felt were done to me and others um, especially my brother I, I channeled that to a, 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 a hate almost for God right. it was easy to take that and I wore it like a blanket yeah. you know I knew that feeling so you know I would have what I called the witching hour you know mm. the the booze comes in everything's fine and then I would lose my stuff um, I'd become uh, passive aggressive I'd flip out about anything survivor mm-hmm. yeah it would so what led to that to you opening the book and saying okay I'm gonna do step one and then when did you find a sponsor? And Yeah, I um, had been going to meetings um, and, you know, I, I used to say I couldn't quit. Now I say I wouldn't quit. And um, I'd been to three that day. It was evening time and I was home and I was back in that place of pity, crying. You know, I, I, can't, I can't do this. And it was, uh, you know, a couple hours of this and um, self-loathing. And I went to my room and, uh, you know, I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror. And, you know, I'd been to these meetings and a couple months of this and I got down on my knees and I asked God, I begged God for help and said I would do whatever it took. And I had a moment. I I felt God. And um, that was January 18th. Mm -hmm. It's a powerful feeling. It's it's um, hard to explain out in the wild you know when you're not in the rooms people might think you're crazy but I felt my higher power and um, it was quiet and a feeling came over me and um, I went to bed that night and the next day I cleaned everything out of my house you know I uh, had weed in the house still I had quit that the anxiety had become so much but I had been a daily smoker as well for years Um, I quit that when I started AA as well, but I still had stuff <laughs> okay, in my house. That, yeah. You're an overachiever. Yeah, I quit that before the alcohol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So I wow. got rid of everything. This Yeti I have this for two years. I had only had alcohol in it. So I, I got rid of that, hit it. Yeah. Um, and uh, the next day, um, I uh, was on the road. I was going to a, a meeting, but I had to go uh, get on 80, you know, and that's a fun highway. And just getting on the, uh, the on-ramp and... Um, a miracle happened for me. Uh, this was my first sober morning in well over a decade. And I got behind this big dump truck. And, um, you know, I'll never forget it. And this, at this point, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. And I would have been three hours into drinking mm-hmm. uh, with alcohol That's on right. me in, sure. the, my, in my right. car. And I um, was in the middle lane. I just got on uh, to 80. And uh, this dump truck just started dropping out huge cinder blocks, cement, right in front of, of my vehicle. And at first I thought, you know, what are those styrofoam pieces flying out of there? <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it is, as quick as it happened, uh, a truck behind me, a cobalt blue truck, an 18-wheeler, um, I looked in my mirror and it's flashing its lights. 
and um, I was able it must have slammed on its brakes because it was almost next to me um, when I got in the lane and uh, I got in front of it and missed these huge ma massive pieces of cement um, and I would have been drunk would've at been, that moment yeah. I would have not been able wow. to get out of the way and it was a miracle that I felt and I knew um, this shit works yeah, yeah I knew that that my higher power was there Brain with marker. me and I went yeah and I went to the 10 a.m. meeting it was a Friday January 20th and um, you know I, I, I left my debit card at home for a couple of days afraid that yeah. you know that pole would sure, be there yeah. good for you good yeah. for you yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. just Safeguarding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I still leave my debit card home. I just bring my visa. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, uh, that Sunday, you know, I put my debit card back in my wallet because I didn't have that pull, that obsession, that, that urge. It really, it's, it's amazing. It's I, uh, I, I never thought possible. I, that feeling, you just gave me goosebumps, right? Because that feeling, I remember on October 13th, 2018, I didn't know what the answer was. But I instinctively knew inside I had an answer. It, it was the weirdest thing. Yeah. For the Mr. I can't or mm -hmm. I won't, mm -hmm. as you said, mm -hmm. went immediately. That that feeling was gone. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I think that's the point of surrender because now right, it's no longer on your right. shoulders. And Elizabeth, I heard you say that. I wrote it down. <clears throat> and I love what you said. You know, it's not you, you wouldn't quit. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so that's great. So you, you start diving in. When sponsor? Did you get a sponsor? What step are you on now? Yes, um, I did get a sponsor who I still have. Wonderful. Um, I'd seen her in the rooms. Um, and uh, two days later, you know, it was that Sunday after the 7 a.m. meeting. Mm -hmm. um, I asked her. It's, it's funny enough, I had asked her once before, but in my, uh, you know, buzzworthiness, right. I, uh, you know, fumbled it. She, you know, kind of didn't understand what I was saying um, about being my sponsor. I was drinking, of course, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we kind of left it at that. She didn't really know what I meant, and I thought she was saying no to me. And um, so I asked her again, um, you know, and she's, she's still with me today. And I was her first sponsee wow she has um five other ones now wow uh, yeah a wow. beautiful my crew my girl gang yeah your my girl sisters gang. my yeah, sober right. sisters right. nothing so, better than a girl gang oh, or a yeah. guy gang, tell you. brother right. gang right. yes right. this is true <clears throat> i mean it really makes a difference so mm -hmm. what step are you on um well you know i work the steps in my daily life right. but you know right. i've gone and done the steps so you know so you've done step 12, eight nine mm -hmm. and oh, eight, yeah. nine, all, yeah. all of them That's powerful. it was very important um to my sponsor uh, that we meet every week and, and work on the steps right no matter what um she did this for all of her sponsees but uh had a wonderful workbook mm -hmm. um and we started going through it going through the steps uh the big book you know we we met for the first time and uh laid out a a plan, you know, of, of meetings and, and things like that. You know, I'd, of course, heard 90 and 90. Right. Oh, I did a lot more than that. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, about right. 160. Yeah. And because um, it was important to me. Yes. Um, I did not want to give up that feeling right. of uh, freedom, of not having the obsession. I had. I never thought it possible. Right. Um, I thought I would always be white-knuckling it. Right. You know, um, but because of my higher power, uh, you know, all of you in the rooms, uh, my sponsor, um, fellow alcoholics and addicts, yeah. um, you know, I'm blessed that, yeah. uh, you know, I was relieved of that. I am today not obsessed, right. um, but just for today. Yeah. So and, paint, paint a picture, mm. Elizabeth, you're, you're sober. You're still within that first year. Mm -hmm. 
list like two or three things that, you know, what are, what's life like today that gives hope for somebody where they're like, oh, I'm not sure if I could do it, you know, where, where they're, in, they're in the wouldn't quit mode, right? And they're like, ah, this thing won't work. Name two or three things that, that just are different for you today um, that somebody might be able to latch on to. I'm not scared anymore. You know, I'm not scared. So you're not fear-driven? No, no. Um, so the steps certainly help you with that. Oh, yeah. The steps. Uh, I, the know, I, I never thought, yeah, I never thought three would be for me. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, when I got down on my knees that, that very first time, um, it changed my life. And then, you know, four and five, uh, I forgave myself, right. uh, set me free. You know, you hear a lot in the rooms about four and five. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was still in the beginning where I would let other people's fear creep in. Mm -hmm. um, but I spent a lot of time, you know, my sponsor, I, every Sunday, you know, it became we were going to meet for a couple hours. And all of a sudden it was five hours. We're making lunch. We're making dinner. We're making bread, you know, spending that time mm -hmm. talking, uh, really, really getting to know each other, uh, being open and honest for the first time in my life mm -hmm. um, about the things that I've gone through, the things I've done. So when I did four and five, um, you know, it was a beautiful experience. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a hit and run. It was no pun intended. Mm -hmm. It was a uh, <laughs> it was thorough. It sounds to me mm -hmm. like like you guys really unpacked it and really dove into it. Yeah, we did. Um, you know, there really wasn't um, too much uh, for you know on four for me to share with right. uh, her, my higher power. Um, right on five that I hadn't already, you know, discussed with her. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, no judgments. Yeah. No, know. there's never any judgments. Right. So before we jumped on live, uh, we were talking about fun, that you're like the queen of fun. Oh, yeah. So what does that look like? Because a lot of people think, oh, my gosh, I get sober, man. I'm just going to trudge. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be at my sponsor's uh, house making uh, bread, talking about, my, <laughs> talking about my defects. That don't sound like or fun. Or that eight-hour Uno game I played. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> So what does uh, fun look like? What does? Oh, it's it's wonderful. Um, it's, you know, this is the best life I've ever lived. It's the only good life I've ever known. Um, so I want to share that. I, I want to share that with uh, my fellow alcoholics and addicts. Um, and I do. You know, we do uh, a lot of activities. Last night I saw one of my best friends, Heard. Uh, we went to a sober living home. Um, that's fun to me going mm -hmm. in and I go to a speaker meeting every single Sunday at uh, Sunday breakfast. Mm -hmm. um, it's my routine. We do uh, wonderful activities together. You do pickleball. Pickleball. Uh, we went to the symphony. Okay, you went to the symphony. Of Danny right? G. The symphony, yep, the right? Symphony. We right. went um, all these things. Things sober. you would never do. You would no. never like take in a symphony. No. And, there would be alcohol yeah. in my bag. Sure. It would be right. Wednesday, It'd be be all, over. And it, you'd be so obsessed. Oh, obsessed. I was anyway with where's the bottle? Is it leaking? Mm -hmm. Is it, do I have enough? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, is, are people going to know? Are they going to frisk me on the way in? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I have enough. Um, you know, how will I open the water bottle without it making a noise? Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it was um, pickleball. Yeah. Uh, started in the very, very beginning. Yeah. Uh, my sponsor said, uh, all right, you're going to be in charge of this. She found the place, um, and we have a wonderful message board with all of our announcements on it. And uh, she said, you know, put your name and your number. So and you're to blame about the paper. I'm, I'm, I'm sluggard. She started, she started the yeah. whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's But it's funny in me. early sobriety how, like, that would be an easy task, but for me, I I was assigned to a couple of things like that, and I'm like, I I lost all my confidence. 
mm. in the world. I'm like, I can't do that. And my sponsor's like, yes, you can. I'm mm-hmm. like, it just seemed like serving the coffee was like a monumental event because right. I was in such a bad place. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was scared to do the coffee yeah. for fear that I would uh, mess it up. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> right. Imagine. Right. But you know what you learn? It doesn't matter if you mess it up. Mm-mm. You know, just yeah. like you said, people don't judge. It's a very mm-hmm. safe, welcoming place, the rooms of AA. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you, how, how's your sister? Oh, my best friend. She's wonderful. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. It's the most that's beautiful the relationship in my life, and um, she's so proud of me. You I really know, right? would think she won a billion dollars. Uh, yes. uh, she tells me she talk did. every day. Yeah. She, we talk every day. Um we text every day. We when we talk, it's over an hour. So we text every day. Um, so you can't do that. You can't yeah. do that every day. No, so here, no. So we here's, text every so here's day, someone you you wouldn't talk to. You totally rejected because mm-hmm. she had the audacity mm-hmm. to call you out for what you were. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, I feel that. I there was people I shut out of my life because they made a snide comment to me, mm-hmm. and I thought, forget you. Mm-hmm. Yep. About my drinking. Yeah. And now it, it's come around for me as mm-hmm. well, where they're valued and they. They only wanted the best for me. That's oh, all they course. ever wanted. But there was nothing she could have said. It took that moment on your couch. Mm-hmm. It took that moment of the mirror, right after the mirror. Mm-hmm. It took that moment. It, it it didn't matter what she said. It, it yeah. wouldn't have mattered. She could have she mm-hmm. could have said it with love. She could have said it with spite. She could have said it with anything. It didn't matter until you went to the I will. Yes. And I surrendered. And yeah. I will do this, um, yes. you know, because I was desperate. Right. And, um, you know, it was on me, you know, to do it. There was nothing anybody could have said. Right. I absolutely did that as well. Anybody that would make any comment about my drinking, you know, that was that was it. That you was know? it. You're out. It was over. You're out. So and I want to bounce something to you. Um, one of my most profound moments in sobriety in AA, <clears throat> I mean, when, when you mentioned the word listening, I certainly listened. I worked the steps, um, you know, but... My working the steps was like level one. When I had a sponsee, my first sponsee, and I started working the steps alongside them, because every time I have a sponsee, I rework the steps with them. Um, I have them do homework assignments. I do the same, same thing. And it's a multiplier. Mm. I learned 90% of what I know through AA and what I've experienced in AA through working with somebody else, not on my own. Mm. There's so much value in that. So I'm really cool. You find that the same way? Are you finding that you're learning more now that you have a sponsee and and you have to step up and Mm -hmm. your game? Really, yeah, sure, because it's extremely important to me. Isn't Um, it? You know, It is extremely important. And the 12th step is a superpower. I mean, that's what I found is that 12th step. Mm. I mean, that's when my life really got new purpose mm. is that 12 step. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be a servant. I'm going to serve my whole life. I wanted people to serve me. And and that 12 step taught me my turn to serve somebody else. Mm-hmm. Serving coffee. Message. Yeah. Just in, the and, irony is Elizabeth probably <coughs> served you somewhere along the road. You know, no. she served you a drink and yeah. the only way she would have served me if she sold me my bottle at the liquor store. Yeah, right. I, 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 right. I didn't go to bars for years. You know, I, yeah. I, I was a, I was a solo drinker. Hey, you know what I'd love to do? Come back? Yes, I'd love to come back next week and just talk about the fun because we mentioned pickleball and the symphony and stuff, but there is, you know, I, I just want to talk about life after after surrender. It's and, awesome. And just, yeah, can we do that? Yeah, because a lot of people don't have an accurate picture. To. Good. 
Yeah. Yep. That's great. All right. Elizabeth, awesome. man, love you having love having you come in. Thank mm-hmm. you very much for taking the time. And I look forward to having you again. See you next week. Yes, thank All you. All right, thanks. Nice. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.